Hi guys, and welcome back to our podcast called Healing the Broken Marriage. I'm your host, Alicia, and today I have a super special guest that I'm so excited about. Her name is Dr. Allie Boutros, um, and I'm just going to go ahead and tell you a little bit about her. Um, Dr. Allie received a master's degree from Pepperdine University and went on to get a doctorate in clinical psychology. Over the last 12 years, she's worked as a mentor, coach, and counselor to help individuals and groups thrive beyond the obstacles in their lives. In 2018, Dr. Allie and her husband, Jeremy, started a consulting, branding, marketing, and life coaching business. And she now devotes much of her time to coaching individuals with a diverse range of challenges and goals. Dr. Ali is a published author and co-wrote The Ways of Prosperity and Learning How to Love, which is one of my favorites, by the way. She also co-hosts two podcasts with Jeremy and hosts Tuesday Talks, a podcast on how to build a thriving life. She and Jeremy also co-host an online teaching platform. So I am super excited and I can vouch for the Tuesday Talks with Allie because it's actually one of my absolute favorites and I tune in every week. So I would just encourage you guys to go check her out. But I just want to say how thankful I am that you are here and I'm so excited for our listeners to be able to draw from your wisdom today. So welcome, Dr. Allie. Well, thank you so much for having me on. It's an absolute pleasure. I have so um, just enjoyed hearing as well your your story, your book, as well as I am just so thrilled for your podcast to come out. I am literally so excited because I know how many people have been through something where they can relate and they really need the support and the insight that you have to offer, which is just incredible. I I just so admire your emotional intelligence and the way that you walked through um, different challenges that you faced as well. So I'm just totally thrilled to be on here. And it's a huge um, pleasure for me. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Well, I just wanted to kind of give you a little preface about what, you know, our last few podcasts have been about, because we're going to dive a little deeper with you. But Mm -hmm. um, Brian and I have been laying a foundation on the topic of betrayal. And I feel like um, we're in a good place to bring in a psychology expert as yourself that can paint more of a practical picture of the topic of betrayal. Because I feel like um, I feel like betrayal is there's layers, you know, like kind of like a knife wound, (laughs) right, Um, where you are cut. I feel like where you are cut is in it is as important as how deep you are cut. And so today, I would really love for you to share some practicals and hopefully um, give some takeaways to the listener that they can apply to their own life if they are Mm -hmm. struggling with betrayal. So we'll just dive right in if you're ready. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So like I mentioned, there are levels of betrayal. Of course, you know this. Um, Mm -hmm. But without, of course, knowing the details of maybe the listener's individual betrayal, what would you say to someone who might be dealing with a betrayal from a friend? Like, for example, um, your your friend might have talked about you to someone else or repeated something you told them in confidence 
that is still a betrayal. Like, what mm-hmm. would you say to somebody who might be facing something similar? So, yeah, that is a, such a good question. And I like how you highlight the layers of betrayal that exist, right? Because sometimes we have this tendency to kind of pile up all the betrayals we've ever experienced and put them in one big lump. And that becomes even more overwhelming. So it's so mm-hmm. helpful to think, okay, what kind of betrayal is this? You know, number one, was it intentional on their part or was it unintentional? Because there's very different ways to move forward from that. Um, but ultimately, I would say a betrayal is any act where there's a form of reliance and especially as well a form of agreement. So we rely on someone to do something, to be a good friend, to behave in a certain way, to not do certain things that are hurtful, or, you know, even in smaller ways, we rely on companies, we rely on uh, businesses, we rely on public figures even, you know, and we can feel a sense of betrayal um, Mm -hmm. when that reliance feels like it's been abused or um, just kind of thrown away and not, not treated the way that it should be. Um, So the first thing that I would say is it's so important that we keep in mind that in that moment, this is not our fault, because I think what I see people struggle with the most when they're betrayed is a tendency to say, what's wrong with me? Why did they do this to me? What is it about me that caused this to happen? And oftentimes that's so unhelpful right? To say, Mm -hmm. why would this happen to me? And you kind of make their poor decision in a unintentional way about something that you feel like you should have seen, you should have known, you should have done better, you should have chosen different friends. You start questioning yourself a lot. Um, And and naturally so, but, but I think that's the first thing to remember is in that moment, okay, this isn't because of something that I've done. And I think the second emotion or kind of thought process that comes up is just rage or anger, you know? Mm -hmm. And so in that moment, it's so, so, so important that we don't try to shut that down and be a good person and take the high road. And now, of course, it's important what we do with that. But to have that feeling is really important. And if we try to cut that feeling out, we actually cut out a solution and a pathway that will lead us to understand in more detail what we need to know for the future to avoid similar situations. Oh, yeah, that's so, so good. Yeah. So allowing yourself to kind of check in with yourself first, right? Mm-hmm. It's so easy. And, and even I think in, in different ways of teaching and different ideas that are out there, it's like, well, you should confront them. You should deal with it (laughs) head on, address the issue, tell them you're pissed, tell them what they did wrong. Yeah. You know, or even say, you know, in a nicer way, like have a conversation, try to repair it, try to fix it. But I think it's so important first that we tend to our own hearts, to our own emotions and we process those and we give ourselves space to process them so that we can figure out what solution we're looking for and how we can get there in that conversation. Oh yeah, that is so good. That is so good and so rich. I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it. it is hard. It's hard when you have, you know, close relationships and somebody does something and you're like, well, you know, why did that happen to me to just internalize it and be like, well, what's wrong with me? Yeah. 
Um, so that kind of leads into my next question. So um, what would mm-hmm. you say to someone who might be facing maybe like a deeper betrayal, you know, not something like, mm-hmm. you know, talking or, you know, repeating information or whatever, but just like maybe between a husband and a wife, you know, something deeper. What would you say to somebody who's facing something like that? Yeah. I mean, first of all, it, it is tragic. It is, Mm -hmm. it is awful and it is hard and, and it is really important to validate that and be aware of the, the real depth of suffering that that creates the depth of turmoil. Um, and, and as well, I think for, for some people, it's like, there's different layers of surprise. And I think that even adds to it. Like if it came as a shock or a surprise, or you feel like you didn't see it coming, mm-hmm. I think even more so it can be so disorienting. It can feel like your world's turned upside down. Like it can feel like nothing is stable and right. there's nothing to hold on to. It's like everything you thought, was it a lie? Was it truth? It just, it's, it's really, really painful and difficult to be in that place. So I just want to kind of validate and honor that, that it, it is overwhelming. Um, and so I would say the, the kind of the first step from there is to try to find an anchor point outside of yourself that you can go to. And for some people that can be like, um, like I know Joe Beam has amazing, amazing, uh, content about really deep betrayals that happen in marriage and what to do. And he gives you steps and kind of outlines a path of like questions you can ask to figure out how to move forward and, and things like that. And so I think that can be an anchor as well as people in your life um, that have been there for a long time and have shown themselves to be um, a source of strength and help for you. Um, but having that, I think is absolutely necessary. And if you don't have that, I think it, it, it becomes harder um, to get through it. It could be a therapist as well, or um, a coach or somebody that is um, in your community or a spiritual leader as well. So I think that's kind of what I see as like the first step because you can't do it on your own. It's, it's very, very hard. And, Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's very, it can be very lonely, um, and, and very disorienting. And so there's a lot of things both practically and emotionally that need to be kind of dealt with and addressed. And so it's really helpful, I think, to have that, that source um, and find that source first. Otherwise it becomes harder to move forward with any sense of certainty. Cause you, again, you don't trust yourself in that moment. It's so hard to trust yourself when you're like, how did I not see this? And what, mm-hmm. what, what's wrong with me that this happened? Right. Oh my gosh. I can relate to everything you're saying on so many levels. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so I know, you know, personally for me, betrayal has kind of worked its way out in different emotions or, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't really even realize that that was a thing. Like I didn't realize that mm-hmm. <laughs> your betrayal can work its way out, even in your health, you know? Oh, and yeah. so, um, how would someone act out a betrayal in their emotions or physical body, not even realizing what's happening? That is such a good question. It shows the level of awareness for you that is just incredible because so many people deal with this and they don't realize it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think in some ways our world has kind of trained us to 
present one thing to others and to ourselves at some time while also feeling another way. It's like, in some ways, our, our upbringing oftentimes teaches us to not pay attention to our feelings and to shove them down and to just, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and get through it and get over it and, right. and stop having those pesky feelings. Gosh darn it. <laughs> what is, what's wrong? They keep coming back. Um, but those are, are, you know, I think actually just the most important part to be able to pay attention to what they're communicating because they're, they're on our side most of the time. They're trying to tell us what's going on. And even at that point, you know, getting to a place where we can be thankful for them at some point is essential. But I think for most people that leads to, you know, that separation that we're taught leads to, I don't know what I'm feeling. I don't know how to process it. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why I'm doing the things that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So I would say the, some of the signs, um, there can be many and they're different for every single person. Um, so I would say if you are starting to realize that you are predicting negative things about relationships more often, like if it's Uh a relational betrayal, right. And suddenly you realize, well, I didn't always hate these movies, but now all I can think is just you wait, what's going to happen. You don't even know it looks (laughs) nice now, but just you wait, you know, you kind of project uh, negative outcomes onto Mm. situations. That's a huge sign. Um, overgeneralizations as well. If you find yourself overgeneralizing all you know, these kind of relationships are like that. All men are like this. All women are like this. All, you know, every time you use the all, that's a sign that there's probably some healing that needs to take place. Okay. Um, uh, some resistance to like positive stories. If you hear people tell stories that they're really happy and, you know, I have the best friend in the world and you're like, <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> that's probably a sign that, that there's some healing that needs to take place. Um, as well as increased irritability, people overlook this all the time, but if you see your personality changing to become more irritable, more cynical, more angry, um, if you're more tense, if you're more easily startled, if you're more, what we'd call hypervigilant, like thinking the worst about people looking to find, you know, the secrets that they're keeping, thinking everyone's keeping secrets from you. Mm -hmm. Um, but then also it can work out in something we call uh, betrayal blindness, where you consistently trust people more than you should. And you find yourself repeating the cycle over and over again. And if that's the case as well, it's a sign that there's some definite healing that needs to take place. And there's really an upgrade for you in quality of life that's available. Wow. Oh my gosh. I just, I hope the listener is just soaking all of this in and taking notes because I am loving, loving. This is just so rich and deep. And um, so I have another question for you. So Mm -hmm. say the betrayer or the person who betrayed you, they're not sorry, or they Mm -hmm. don't really acknowledge what they did was wrong, or they just really don't acknowledge it at all. Um, Mm -hmm. What are some boundaries? that the listener could put in place, um, for a situation like that? Mm. Wow. That's so hard. So, so, so hard. I know I've been in situations like that personally, and it is, it's heartbreaking. It's not easy. And and it, it brings a, a point in the relationship where it feels like a crossroads and it's like, there's so much on the line either way. It's like, okay, I can, 
try to move on, but my relationship can't be the same. And so there's a sense of loss. Um, Either way, no matter how it plays out, there's a sense of loss that comes that's really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so dependent on the situation. This is where I'd really encourage people to talk with somebody because it really helps to have somebody that can get to know your situation in more detail. Um, What are the boundaries that were crossed in the first place? And then what are the boundaries that need to be in place for you to feel safe? Because again, sometimes we just don't even know. We don't know what the options are for boundaries. We're like, well, I hope they don't do bad stuff anymore. I hope they don't hurt me anymore. But it's like, what can we actually express to them that we need in order for the relationship to continue to work? And what can we express that will make the relationship fall apart and make us have to make decisions to um, essentially provide consequences and limit interaction with them? Yeah. So I would say um, it's an individual basis. um, But I would say the first thing is, is again, going back to I'm such a big advocate of us learning to trust ourselves, to trust that our feelings are telling us information that can help us move forward and can help us heal if we listen and we slow down and we appreciate it. And I, and I think the biggest, the biggest boundary is start internally. Mm -hmm. So we have to decide that we're going to start trusting ourselves, even if we don't feel ready, even if we don't feel like we can, and to get help with that and to say, okay, what do I really, really need right now in order to feel safe and in order to move forward? And how can I trust myself even in the face of somebody else who doesn't at all believe what I'm seeing, doesn't take my perspective, isn't sorry. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times that, that leads us deeper into the victim mentality. That's unhelpful. You know, when someone, especially if it's abusive, even let's say, or if it's um, just chronically, chronically um, detrimental to a relationship, something someone is doing we tend to wonder if maybe they're right sometimes. Maybe it wasn't that bad that they did that. Maybe I did kind of deserve it. Maybe there are people that are better than me and that's why they're doing this or doing that. Maybe they're, you know, and we allow that little nagging voice to tear us down even more. Right, yeah. Um, from the place that we were at, right? <laughs> it was like the, what they did is one thing and their actions and their words, but then how we treat ourselves in the aftermath can be equally as damaging. So it's so yes. important to protect ourselves and not allow us to uh, continue to allow the abuse to be perpetuated on us by that all, by our own little nagging voice. Right. And, you know, I know that um, setting those boundaries can be hard but I've had to set some hard boundaries in my own life. And I'm so Mm -hmm. thankful (laughs) that I loved myself enough to set that boundary between that person. And I really love your approach because, you know, I've done some life coaching sessions with you and you, you really point back to self-care and self-love and I think so many times we leave ourselves out of the equation. Like I need to take care of myself in the process. Of setting the boundary. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and the way I think of it is like, yeah. you know, we got to drive a car from point A to point B and that's resolving whatever happened and that's setting up boundaries and we need the mm-hmm. gas to do that. But so often I see, and it, and it just, it breaks my heart. I see people 
trying to solve the boundary issue and trying to solve the relational issue without any gas in the car. And they're like, I don't have time to put gas in the car. I got to solve this. (laughs) It's like, you're going to be pushing that car uphill. You realize (laughs) that like it's not getting there any faster. It's going to be much slower. Um, So just take that time to focus, you know, on yourself, on your process, on what you need. Slow that down a little bit, encourage yourself, empower yourself, appreciate yourself, um, give yourself compliments and and recognize Mm -hmm. how hard this is for you and how hard it is for everyone. And then from that point, you're going to be able to see more clearly what you need and communicate it more clearly and have the strength to hold those boundaries. Yes. And I'm an advocate. I've taken so many things that you have said and applied them to my own life. And I feel like I'm a better person today because of it. Oh. Um, so kind of piggybacking off of the, the last question, what would you suggest, or I'm sorry, when would you suggest that someone get light or get help, you know, from either a licensed mm-hmm. um, professional or, um, you know, a, a life coach, when, what, what are the signs you know, like as they're going through betrayal, Mm -hmm. that they should actually seek out some help for themselves? Well, I think we all go through betrayals in life um, on different levels, you know? And so I think this topic is so important. And if people are listening to this podcast, it's likely that they've experienced some form, um, no matter who they are and what kind. And so I'd say all of us can use some help um, navigating and healing from those and coming up with healthier ways to move forward in the process. Because the truth is, is that any of us alive right now have been through betrayals and we will probably experience betrayals again of some sort, hopefully sure. not big <laughs> ones. And hopefully, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> hopefully we learn, you know, along the way, what we need and how best to approach it. But I don't think there's anybody out there that has been through betrayal that wouldn't benefit from some help. Mm -hmm. Um, But having said that, there would be some huge red flags that I would say um, that if I saw these in someone, I would say that definitely they should pursue help, not because there's something wrong with them or worse with them, um, but simply because there is a an upgrade that they can have in life. And I'm such a big advocate for people, you know, finding the peak quality of life they can live every day. And these would probably be signs that there's some opportunity for you to grow, to get there. And there are people that can help you to grow, to get there. Um, So if you experience things like, you know, you go through a betrayal and after two weeks, it's still either a dominating part of your life or it just keeps coming up and you can't shake it. I'd say at that point, that's enough time. You know, all of us can have a betrayal and have a period of shock and we think about it a lot. But then if after two weeks, it's still there, definitely you should be seeking some advice and some counsel and some help from a licensed professional. If you find yourself replaying the event over and over again in your head, you you mm-hmm. can't stop thinking of what would I have done differently? What should I have done differently? How could I have prevented this? You know, right. that's a huge sign that you should get some help because we can get so easily stuck in patterns of thoughts like that and not know how to get out of it. And it just gets worse every day. It kind of compounds. Um, any changes in sleeping, if you're having flashbacks, if you're having nightmares, if you're eating changes or you change how you care for yourself, or if you just feel alone, 
you know, all of those are signs that it would be really urgent to seek uh, support from a licensed professional. Yeah, those are so good and super valuable. Um, and I know from experience <laughs> that mm -hmm. you, have, you have counseled many people um, and helped mm -hmm. them overcome betrayal. So what would you say to someone who's listening, who is facing a betrayal right now? Um, what mm -hmm. is a practical step that they could take today to move forward? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would just start by saying no betrayal is too small. Sometimes we discount ourselves from the category of people saying how other people have it worse, you know, but that is where I would start is someone is in front of me today and they're facing this betrayal right now. Yeah. I'd say no matter what it is, it's worthy of getting help and support to navigate it the best that you absolutely can given the situation. Um, the steps to get healed can be different for each and every person. And the path to get there can be nonlinear sometimes. Right. Um, and it yeah. can be, it can be very much like step forward, step back, step in this direction, step in that direction. Sure. And all of that is totally natural. But I would say if you're facing betrayal right now, you don't know what to do. Um, I would say again, kind of finding an anchor point saying, what do I have? Even if it's, you know, the resource I said, Joe beam, or even if it's another, um, like relationship coach or someone who has content out there about how to overcome get connected to someone who has a ton of resources and, or, you know, the people in your life that can help mentors, um, because you don't have to do this alone. You're not alone yes. in the feeling of, of betrayal and the experience of betrayal. It's been happening sadly, as long as humanity has been around Right. that people have all kinds of betrayal they face. And and my hope and my heart for you is that you wouldn't get stuck in your life and your development, your growth and your the best version of you um, and that you would continue to take steps um, that come in front of you. And so the first step is to find where those where you're going to find those steps in a in a counselor in uh, resources. And then the second step is to start to follow through with that and and take on some of what you're learning um, because the path to healing is so worth it oh, yes. and it's so life-giving and it is so rich and beautiful mm -hmm. um, but we we cannot get there alone most of the time definitely and I think so much of or, or so much of the time um, your healing journey is for you you know regardless mm -hmm. of whether you know, whoever betrayed you, whether that is even able to be fixed or reconciled, you'll always have yourself. You'll always mm. be with, with you. Absolutely. So why not take the time to work on you and whatever it is that's occurred, whatever the betrayal is, you know, making sure that you get to a place of wholeness again, which is so possible. And I just love, oh my mm. gosh, I love this conversation so much. I am like learning so much from Aww. you. You're just an amazing person. So um, Dr. Allie, this has been so good, so rich and deep. And I have thoroughly enjoyed this. 
And I know oh. that the listener has as well. Um, but I wanted to uh, let our listeners know how they can find out more about you. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to get in touch. If anyone has any questions as well of um, about this topic, I'm happy to, to offer any information that I have to help you on your journey. Um, you can find me through our website. That's probably one of the easiest ways. It's radianthoughts.com. That's the website for my husband and my business. You can also just email me personally. I give out my email freely. I have no problem with that. So it's <laughs> Allie, A-L-L-Y at radianthoughts.com. And feel free to reach out. And uh, even if you just need resources, I'm happy to uh, point you in the right direction. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. And I love this conversation. I love diving into these hard topics. And I would love to have Dr. Allie on again for some future podcasts, because I know you guys are just gleaming off of everything she's saying, because I am (laughs) as well. But I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, Dr. Allie, for your time. And as always, guys, until next time, we bless you. 